and Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 837. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And in the uh, studio with us this morning, I'd like to welcome in uh, David Leroy, former Attorney General, State of Idaho, also Lieutenant Governor, uh, current practicing uh, lawyer. And instead of Chris and I playing lawyer on the radio, which we, you know, we don't have a law degree, um, we like to do it from time to time. We thought it would be a great idea to get an actual uh, lawyer in here, somebody who has been Attorney General, to talk about the uh, Roe versus Wade trigger laws that will be going into effect here a couple weeks in Idaho. First of all, uh, David, thanks for coming in this morning. Well, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure to be with uh, your listeners and you too, and uh, of course, the world's greatest producer, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start start things off uh, right away. Uh, the trigger law goes into effect here in a few weeks in Idaho, which would make it illegal for physicians in Idaho um, medical facilities to perform abortions. Um, the the main thing we want to talk about this morning is, and, and according to Roe versus Wade being overturned, it is and the trigger law here in Idaho, it is not illegal for a woman to get an abortion. It's just illegal for physicians or medical facilities to perform them. Correct. Correct. Uh, let's talk first about what this trigger feature is. Okay. Uh, typically, uh, a law is enacted when the legislature is in session with an emergency clause or is enacted uh, effective July 1 without an emergency clause by a particular legislature that's in session. Well, in 2020, the legislature decided that maybe someday uh, a case would come along that would eliminate or alter significantly Roe versus Wade, and so it adopted a law that automatically would go into effect 30 days after the judgment of the Supreme Court was enacted doing one of those two things. Uh, The judgment, even though we've been leaking about it for months and talked about it here a couple of weeks ago, the judgment has still not been uh, entered in the case. That's when the clerk actually files in the clerk's office of the Supreme Court the written document that's the final opinion. But once that happens then our Idaho law is designed to trigger within 30 days of that uh, an actual effect. And that law, as your question suggested, uh, only affects those who perform an abortion or uh, attempt to perform an abortion, and it describes person. So arguably, uh, perhaps a hospital wouldn't be legal, uh, legally uh, liable. But a person who is in the abortion business uh, is the focus of that statute, and it criminalizes it with a penalty of between a minimum of two years and a maximum of five years in a penitentiary. That's the Idaho trigger law, and that's what's triggered here 30 days after sometime in the next couple of weeks. So we, we, we do have a set day or not yet? Not yet, because it will be literally 30 days after the clerk finishes the final comma, and publishes the opinion. Now, now, Planned Parenthood filed a lawsuit against the state of Idaho. Will that have anything to do with it? Yes. Uh, the Planned Parenthood lawsuit before the Idaho Supreme Court is designed to ask the court to not allow that law to go into effect on uh, uh, various uh, arguments related to constitutional rights, et cetera, et cetera, 
Uh, interestingly enough, the Idaho Attorney General's office is currently arguing that such a hearing would be premature because the law has not yet been totally triggered. Hmm. And you agree with that? Well, it's uh, a temporary argument, and I guess we could delay the hearing before the Supreme Court uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, Obviously, by the time the Supreme Court gets around to deciding even something that's heard today in its typical two-week or two-month framework, it will be triggered and in effect. It just seems as if the office is saying that uh, it's premature. Then what they're saying is that we don't know what's going to happen after the trigger law takes effect, but we do, don't we? Well, we really do. Uh, it's all fairly well laid out. The law's in black and white. Uh, the uh, trigger provision is uh, not susceptible of much monkey business. So, as I say, the Attorney General's office is a, a very thin argument <laughs> for a very short period of time as to that point. Now, you mentioned um, that once a trigger law goes into effect, that it would go after a person. Um, not a hospital or a facility. Now, the question here, and I, and I don't know if you could be able to answer this or not, um, legally, would that also include not just surgical abortions, but doctors who prescribe medicine for a medicinal abortion? Well, it uh, doesn't particularly describe in the existing law uh, any methodology other than to w- use the verb uh, performed or attempted uh, uh, and performed probably as something more than, uh, than pills. The obvious uh, focus is uh, surgical procedure itself, but uh, it is possible, of course, to breathe uh, certain breadth and all kinds of words under uh, very egregious factors. It could be argued, I guess, then, and this is a good question for you since you're a lawyer, that if you just prescribe the medicine for uh, medicinal abortion, that you're not really performing an abortion, couldn't it? Uh, That argument could be made as an attempted defense under the statute, I believe. The uh, Planned Parenthood group that's uh, suing the state says that uh, the 2020 law violates the Idaho Constitution in several ways, including discriminating against women. Now, in, in terms of pregnancies and, and giving birth, can you actually discriminate against women? Well, I guess uh, a very broad argument would be made that uh, you and I as male figures control our bodies, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, but exactly what the content of that argument would be, uh, I'm unaware it just sounds like the only argument would be, well, you can't, uh, you know, uh, you can't perform an abortion on, on a man either. And I would say, well, okay then. Well, in today's world, uh, <laughs> defining a woman is difficult. Well, yeah. And uh, whether we have two <laughs> we, separate we, biological sexes is debatable. We haven't got time enough on our show to get into that legal <laughs> argument. Um, let's let's uh, talk about the big fear um, that women seem to have about getting an abortion, and that is traveling out of state. Um, is there, and, and Chris and I talked about this yesterday, is there, is there any way that Idaho can stop a woman from going across state lines, say, to Ontario, Oregon, where it's illegal here and it's legal in Oregon to get an abortion? Well, not in my opinion. Uh, the civil laws, the criminal laws of a state typically apply 
to the boundary, to the border. And uh, beyond that, uh, there are sometimes uh, uh, limited extensions that can be made. But generally speaking, we're concerned about a concept called jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And the jurisdiction of Idaho and its state laws is typically limited to its borders. Uh, There was an 1867 case before the United States Supreme Court uh, called Crandall versus Nevada, in which Nevada decided they would tax every person who was leaving the state one dollar. If you leave on a stagecoach, you pay us a dollar. If you leave on a railroad train, you you pay us a dollar. And the United States Supreme Court, two years after the conclusion of the Civil War, said uh, there is a constitutional right to travel that can't be impaired uh, by local or state tax laws. Uh, every citizen of the United States can freely travel between Nevada and any other state. And that would go Idaho kind of well. under this heading. And so uh, I think, and Justice Kavanaugh in the decision of Dobbs just released, foreshadowed that by saying uh, he believed the constitutional right to interstate travel would protect people who wanted to go to another state and uh, uh, have an abortion where that procedure was legal. We're talking with David Leroy once again, former attorney general, former lieutenant governor, current practicing lawyer about uh, abortion rights. When we come back, um, one of the other big fears, we're going to ask you about that when it comes to uh, traveling uh, to other states. And we've heard a lot of uh, liberals say, oh, this is the next step. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. More on the way. KBY News Time is 846. Traffic. Powered by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. KBOI. Traffic. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, with us this morning at 8.52, uh, former Attorney General and Lieutenant Governor David Lee Roy is with us. We're talking about uh, recently overturned Roe versus uh, Wade Supreme Court decision and trigger laws in the state of Idaho. Now, I know Idaho, as we mentioned, um, doesn't go after the woman who is getting a abortion, uh, abortion, but there are some states that do, and um, there are some people claiming that this is a slippery slope and that Idaho could eventually do the same thing. When it comes to traveling to other states, uh, and this is this is one of the big uh, liberal fears, is that they think that they can ask for their medical records if they go to another state to have an abortion to then enforce the laws in that state. Is that a possibility? Because HIPAA laws would go there, wouldn't it? Because is it is it likely that you'd be able to get? medical records from another state without the permission of the person releasing those medical records? Well, I'm not sure I understand uh, the argument or the concern with precision. Uh, A a woman can physically travel with a copy of her own records. Uh, Records like people can flow freely in interstate commerce, which is specifically uh, protected by the United States Constitution. So uh, the proposition of, of a records-related issue doesn't strike me as much of significance or much of a barrier. It is important, I think, to note that the Biden administration has said and the president has issued an executive order suggesting uh, that Health and Human Services and the Department of Justice will be very aggressive 
if they feel that any state is uh, adopting statutes or regulations that inappropriately limit this right of free travel interstate and uh, the restrictions on interstate uh, travel related to commerce or these old Supreme Court cases, I expect will be vigorously defended. So the, the that fear pretty much could be overblown. I mean, we, we won't know until somebody tries to do it, but uh, legally it's, it's probably an overblown fear. Yeah, I don't see it. No, there will be some political experimentation, perhaps in Idaho, perhaps in other states, but probably on both sides of the, of the equation as well. Those states that prefer abortion will try to expand the right, perhaps. Those states that restrict it currently uh, may try to restrict it more. Will birth control of any kind be restricted in Idaho? I don't see that in terms of uh, any kind of contraception restriction. That's never been on the agenda here, and I don't believe that would be. Uh, If you're committed to uh, preventing abortions, uh, you, in the same breath, need to be, I think, uh, committed to contraception. Even even Plan B? Well, uh, that is a closer case, uh, but... And it will be, of course, up to a newly composed legislature with a lot of new people in it uh, to take a look at uh, all kinds of approaches. But I would think and and hope that uh, contravention and and prevention will be a a good component of uh, uh, anti-abortion states' mix. They simply do go together logically and philosophically, I believe. In uh, setting up this talk with you, I had sent you the article from the Idaho Statesman earlier this week uh, about out-of-state abortions. And one thing I wanted to touch on, just to get your uh, impression on, they talked about aggressive prosecutors. What What is an aggressive prosecutor? Well, I've read that article, and uh, having been accused occasionally of being both a rogue former attorney general and <laughs> uh, a prosecutor who has abused somebody's mother, uh, I'm, I had to smile just a little bit about that. Um, prosecutors handed this law, I think we'll have to take a, a fairly even approach and make sure the facts are there before they approach uh, any kind of case against a literally, quote, a person who performs or attempts to perform an abortion. There's not much wiggle room in those words and uh, trying to reach out to get somebody who aids and abets or assists or, or attempts an attempt. I, I, I just don't see that happening. This is a very controversial uh, issue. Prosecutors are elected in this state. They are elected to reflect the will of their constituents, and I would expect them to be careful, not aggressive or overly aggressive in, in this area. In, in Texas, anybody can sue the, the doctor that provides an abortion, I guess, even if they don't have a relationship with the woman of any kind. Is Idaho going to be similar or a little less? Well, that's a different statute. Uh, that's the civil liability statute. And I believe our Idaho family relations that are allowed to bring that kind of $20,000 civil suit are more narrowly defined than they are in Texas. Each state has differences. David Leroy, thank you uh, for spending a few minutes with us this morning and uh, getting to talk to an actual lawyer instead of people who just like to play lawyers on the radio. It was great to have you in here. Good talking to you again. Well, it was fun to play a lawyer on your radio. (laughs) (laughs) You you certainly did it well. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts. We'll take a break for news and be back. 
Once again, with us this morning at 8.52, uh, former Attorney General and Lieutenant Governor David Leroy is with us. We're talking about uh, recently overturned Roe versus uh, Wade Supreme Court decision and trigger laws in the state of Idaho. Now, I know Idaho, as we mentioned, um, doesn't go after the woman who is getting a abortion, uh, abortion, but there are some states that do, and um, there are some people claiming that this is a slippery slope and that Idaho could eventually do the same thing. When it comes to traveling to other states, uh, and this is this is one of the big uh, liberal fears, is that they think that they can ask for their medical records if they go to another state to have an abortion to then enforce the laws in that state. Is that a possibility? Because HIPAA laws would go there, wouldn't it? Because is it is it likely that you'd be able to get medical records from another state without the permission of the person releasing those medical records? Well, I'm not sure I understand uh, the argument or the concern with precision. Uh, a, a woman can physically travel with a copy of her own records. Uh, records like people can flow freely in interstate commerce, which is specifically uh, protected by the United States Constitution. So uh, the proposition of, of a records-related issue doesn't strike me as much of significance or much of a barrier. It is important, I think, to note that the Biden administration has said and the president has issued an executive order suggesting uh, that Health and Human Services and the Department of Justice will be very aggressive if they feel that any state is uh, adopting statutes or regulations that inappropriately limit this right of free travel interstate and uh, the restrictions on interstate uh, travel related to commerce or these old Supreme Court cases, I expect will be vigorously defended. So the, the that fear pretty much could be overblown. I mean, we, we won't know until somebody tries to do it, but uh, legally it's, it's probably an overblown fear. Yeah, I don't see it. No, there will be some political experimentation, perhaps in Idaho, perhaps in other states, but probably on both sides of the uh, the equation as well. Those states that prefer abortion will try to expand the right, perhaps. Those states that restrict it currently uh, may try to restrict it more. Will birth control uh, of any kind be restricted in Idaho? I don't see that in terms of uh, any kind of contraception restriction. That's never been on the agenda here, and I don't believe that would be. Uh, if you're committed to uh, preventing abortions, uh, you, in the same breath, need to be, I think, uh, committed to contraception. Even, even Plan B? Well, uh, that is a closer case, uh, but and it will be, of course, up to a newly composed legislature with a lot of new people in it uh, to take a look at uh, all kinds of approaches. But I would think and and hope that uh, contravention and, uh, and prevention will be a, a good component of uh, uh, anti-abortion states mix. They simply do go together logically and philosophically, I believe. In uh, setting up this talk with you, I had sent you the article from the Idaho Statesman earlier this week uh, about out-of-state abortions. And one thing I wanted to touch on just to get your uh, impression on, they talked about aggressive prosecutors what what is an aggressive prosecutor well i've read that article and uh having been accused occasionally of being both a rogue former attorney general and 
uh, a prosecutor who has abused somebody's mother. Uh, I'm, I had to smile just a little bit about that. Um, prosecutors handed this law. I think we'll have to take a, a fairly even approach and make sure the facts are there before they approach uh, any kind of case against a literally, quote, a person who performs or attempts to perform an abortion. There's not much wiggle room in those words. And uh, trying to reach out to get somebody who aids and abets or assists or or attempts an attempt, I I just don't see that happening. This is a very controversial uh, issue. Prosecutors are elected in this state. They are elected to reflect the will of their constituents. And I would expect them to be careful, not aggressive or overly aggressive. In, in this area, in, in Texas, anybody can sue the the doctor that provides an abortion. I guess even if they don't have a relationship with the woman of any kind, is Idaho going to be similar or a little less? Well, that's a different statute. Uh, that's the civil liability statute, and I believe our Idaho family relations that are allowed to bring that kind of twenty thousand dollars civil suit are more narrowly defined than they are in Texas. Each state has differences. David Leroy, thank you uh, for spending a few minutes with us this morning and uh, getting to talk to an actual lawyer instead of people who just like to play lawyers on the radio. It was great to have you in here. Good talking to you again. Well, it was fun to play a lawyer on your radio. (laughs) (laughs) You you certainly did it well. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Your thoughts. We'll take a break for news and be back.